Welcome to the Digital Prosperity Podcast, the show for small and medium-sized businesses who want to get more traffic, get more leads, and get more sales from their website. So if you want to improve your business strategy, stay up to date with the latest sales and marketing technology and learn specific marketing tactics that can keep your business ahead of the pack, then this is the show for you as the JDR Group bring you ideas, motivation and inspiration to help you attract your ideal clients and customers. And here's your host, Will Williamson. Hello, welcome to the Digital Prosperity Podcast. With me, Will Williamson. I'm here once again with David Roberts. Hi, Dave. Hey, Will. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, welcome indeed. Today's topic is eight of the best business books that we've read and given to our clients and worked with over the past 12 years. Yeah. It's a big topic because uh, success in business largely is down to how uh, much you educate yourself and how you... um, uh, develop over time. No one, no one gets born as a business person, do they? No, well, no. Most people go into business because they have a skill that they want to hire out to yeah. other businesses or to other people. That's the bottom line. But that is separate to actually understanding and running a business. Yeah. Uh, most people get into um, running a business without having any idea of what the outcome's going to be even. Mm. That's different to having a skill yep. or a profession yep. yeah, or, so, or an idea or, as we, they like to call them in Dragon's Den, entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And the entrepreneurs walked into the den. I'm going to be very, very controversial here. When I was a kid, Richard Branson was an entrepreneur. There was people out there. I thought an entrepreneur had multiple businesses. But now an entrepreneur is somebody who just invents something and they get called an entrepreneur. Invented something in their kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Sold about five. You are now an entrepreneur, (laughs) you know? Okay, so a little bit controversial. Yes, it's an entrepreneurial spirit, absolutely. But I like to think, when I think of an entrepreneur, I think of somebody who's capable of running more than one business. Yeah, and no one is born an entrepreneur. You start out, you know, as you said... Most businesses start out as, you know, you have a trade or a skill, or you know an industry, or you have a set of customers that you know, or a set of suppliers that you know, uh, and you start out for yourself. But, you know, the skills of doing that are, are different from, as you say, actually running a business that sells those products or sells those services. So over the years, we, I mean, we read a great deal and we study a great deal um, along the way, and um, we've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books over that period of time, but there are some that have really stood out and I know you've passed on to clients as you've been coaching them and working with them. Um, so we're going to run through kind of eight of the most important books about business. They're not all about marketing per se, but they're on kind of how to how to make your business a success. Yeah, and before we do that, well, I think it's really uh, important to um, let people know why we feel it's important to read. Yeah, somebody gave me a statistic the other day that now. I need to remember this, but I don't remember exactly. So I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. The, the, there was the highest percentage of rich people read a lot. And a high percentage of people, shall we say, less fortunate, didn't read at all. Mm. So that tells you something, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah? It tells you that, um, what's, what's the other phrase? The pen is mightier than the sword. Mm. Yeah, if you want it, all the knowledge, everything you need to achieve, 
in life or guidance that you may need, there's a book on it somewhere. Mm. So, not every, for example, not everybody can um, invest in a business coach. Not everybody can invest in a consultant. Not everybody can invest in some sort of advisor sitting on their shoulder, helping them through the challenges of running the business. And for everyone that's out there that's running the business, I'll take my hat off to you because it's not an easy thing to do. And it's a brave step to take. And, and I respect everyone that's running a business for themselves. But if you were to buy the right book, written by the right person on the right subject for the right reasons, it will take you a long way. But not just read it, implement it and immerse yourself in it and treat it like a degree that you have to pass to get a top grade. That's why it's great to read because you can put that into your business and flourish off the back of it. Great. And that's part of what coaching is about, is making people do that, go that extra mile because most people will read a book yeah. and go, that wasn't that interesting, forget all about it and go and carry on about their daily lives. Yeah. They've, yeah. you know, they've never read it. Yeah, coaching is about empowering people. Yeah, and a, um, a great or a decent business coach would empower you to do things for yourself so that you don't need them. Absolutely. The idea of a business coach is that you should not need them after a set period of time. You should be you should be self sufficient. But I, I put a caveat with that because there's always somebody that you should be having some sort of dialogue with or some sort of network with because you 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 never stop learning so if you're listening to this and you're looking for some way of making improvements in your business we're going to run through eight eight books yeah and uh hopefully something will spark your interest and we'll encourage you to act on it go and go and get a copy from amazon or from wherever your yeah. chosen bookstore of choices yeah um and um do exactly as dave just outlined read study and implement yeah and i um, want to also add well we've we've included all books that uh, have been around for a long time yeah so they're easy to get hold of uh, and they're as as relevant now as they were when they were written so let's start with the i i what I think is probably the best book on small business that's ever written today. Yeah. Uh, and that is The E-Myth Revisited It. Yeah. Revisited It. Yeah, the yeah. E-Myth Revisited. Yeah. We, men- I, we mentioned it in last week's yeah, show. Yeah, we did, we did. So uh, it's by a guy called Michael Gerber. Yeah, good old when, Michael. When was it in? 80s? 1980s? No, I 90s? Yeah, I think it was written in the late 80s, Well, the, yeah. first, the first version. I don't, don't hold me to that, but I think it was in the late 80s. So uh, The E-Myth charts um, a kind of fictional story of someone starting a, a bakery business um, and uses that as a, um, uh, a metaphor for how everybody grows a business, how it starts. There are sort of what, the three phases. You have the, the starting phase, you have adolescence, and then you have maturity uh, in a business. And it talks about the different challenges you get at those different stages and how it is that some businesses never grow some businesses grow and then go back smaller again, and some people grow, get to a point where they can't do any more with it, and end up uh, running around in circles, uh, trapped, effectively working long, long hours and having a business completely revolving around them. And it talks about a, a, a defined process, building a business in the right way from the ground up, so that ultimately you can build a business that runs without you even needing to be there. In other words, gives you an exit strategy, yeah. which... Most business owners should have the choice of, Absolutely. but most of them don't because 
they they run the business at X amount of time, then all of a sudden think, oh, you know what? I think I quite fancy retiring. <laughs> and then they frantically they they use some broker to try and sell the business, and yes. it, the the business is not the value because it, it revolves around them. It hasn't been built to be independent, and that is the challenge with most small to medium-sized business owners, understanding how to run a business that runs without them. And if no, for no other reason, they should get that book to understand what trap that we all can fall into very easily. But one of my favourites, moving on to our next one, Will, is Differentiate or Die. Yeah. Now, I've not read this, but I'm, you talk about it a lot. So um, this is all about differentiating yourself from your competitors. Absolutely. So the it, author's Jack Trout. The author's Jack Trout. And if we, let's just think about this one big problem that a lot of business owners have. They get driven down by price. How many times do we hear, oh, I can't make a profit because my competitors are, they're selling it cheaper. I don't know how to do it at that price, etc., etc., etc. Okay, let's just put it out there, Will, that in the main, people don't buy on price. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Now, if you was to um, differentiate or die, if you was to understand that, it's in the title. Yeah? You've got to be continually differentiating yourself from your competitors. When you're in front of a prospect, there should be blue water between you and them. And if you was to sit down and actually look at your proposition and look at, for example, most people now, if I was to ask them, what are your USPs? Quite often I hear service. Mm. Well, how many people say service is their USP? Yeah. Yeah. It's breaking it down and defining what people are actually paying for. So in other words, what is your value that you're going to bring to that business? Mm. So differentiate or die will absolutely help you make that differentiation so you never have to rely on price. So you're in a niche of one, basically. Absolutely. By the next book is... I recommend it highly, that one, Will. Yeah, it is. You know, if you if you are not making the margins you want to make or not winning the amount of business you want to make or you want to increase or take your business to the next level, that's 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 critical, where it is. Isn't it? And the next is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People yeah, by yeah. Stephen Covey. yeah. Uh, Stephen R. Covey. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, the, the, the late, great Stephen yeah. Covey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Prolific um, writer. Yeah. Yeah, a massive institution in America now. Uh, his son has now taken it over. Mm. He's, he's, he's left a good legacy behind him. No question, yeah. And... Um, uh, this is this is a great book for everyone in business. So this yeah. is this is this would be a great book for your managers and life. And, and life. life, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because the two are connected. Well, quite yeah. often, when someone aren't when some people aren't succeeding in business, it's because of the way they think. Yes. About everything. Yeah. That translates into their business mm. as well. So Seven Habits helps you. That's that's one of those rare books that helps you understand you and your business. Mm. Yeah, so they work in tandem and not separately, or one doesn't affect the other. Yeah, and what what I really like about um, the Seven Habits is that it goes away from a lot of the the trend in in kind of popular psychology, which is all about tactics and personality and little tricks that you can do and uh, and so on uh, psychology, and it's more about character and principles and 
doing things in a certain way to get the best possible result over a period of time. In other words, it's yeah, it, it's about creating creating kind of long lasting success in all areas of your life, not just in one area of your life, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But if what if I can link that with um, EMIF a little bit, what it also helps you to do is understand how to be proactive and not reactive. Yeah, helps you understand great time management techniques. Yep. Everybody struggles, or a lot of people struggle with time management. Yes. And um, seven habits, it's all about, well, it's seven habits that are highly effective people. So the book takes you through seven strengths that you can adapt for yourself in your own individual way that's going to make you more effective in your business. And the next one is the first book uh, on business I think I ever read. Yeah. Um, uh, which is the, the classic, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Now... Probably a lot of people listening to this might have read this, mm. uh, but if you haven't, it is a must, isn't it? Yeah, it's a must. It's a it's it's an absolute bible. It doesn't when you um, read this book, it doesn't tell you that it's talking about business in particular. Mm. Yeah, it's a whole philosophy around how you think and grow, and through that growth, you enhance your wealth, and mm. that wealth isn't just in in monetary terms, that mm. wealth is in terms of you know life itself and yeah. those core um, habits and skills that's going to enhance what you do and how you do it. It was written the what, in the nineteen thirties, and yeah. it's still now one of the top business books. Mm. But each chapter, each chapter defines itself very very strongly, and it. It, it, anyone that hasn't read it or anyone that is reading it or has read it should have an emotional If I haven't spoke to anyone it hasn't had an emotional effect on I, I, when I first read it I struggled with some of the some of the language and some of the yeah. it's old uh, American some of the politics in it or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's uh, old American uh, it's uh, not politically time, correct yeah. and also the fact that it is just pure it's, it's purely about money and there are other areas of your life that you might want to apply it to. But the principles apply, don't they? Yeah, I would disagree with you there, Will. And the last chapter is about it, and, well, without giving anything away. The last chapter... Don't spoil the twist at the yeah, end. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, the last chapter actually takes it away from money and takes, a, takes you to a point where you start thinking, right, OK, I've grown... What's the next level? I yes. totally agree, and the, the the principles that you read when you when I've since as I've gone back to the books, I've read it now over yeah. and over again. Is um, that the the principles apply whatever it is yeah. that you're looking to whatever area exactly. of your life you're into it? Exactly. There's a, don't forget, Will. There's a there's a there's a he talks in the book about that priest who wanted to get a new roof or yep. whatever you want to call it for his chapel. Yeah. 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 And yeah. how we use charitable money. Absolutely. Yeah. How we use the principles to raise money to get that church rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it's money is the um, is the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the end in absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But um yeah. Eighty twenty will. Perry Marshall. 
well, this is the original because Perry Marshall has done an 80-20 book that's based around this. But this is the original book by Robert Koch. Oh, right. Uh, or Koch. I don't know how you yeah, pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. So this is, um, this is, when, uh, this is a big bestseller over oh, the years. Oh, right. Now, I read this last year yeah, uh, yeah. for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And um, Well, for those that haven't read the Perry Marshall version, get that as well. Yeah, well, the, um, uh, Perry, yeah, Perry Marshall's this, a, a big um, yeah. uh, marketing consultant from the States. Absolutely. And uh, is, a, is a, a big student of 8020 and has applied that into kind of a lot of modern marketing techniques, mm. which is really good. That's actually sitting on my uh, mantelpiece waiting to be read. <laughs> get into that. Yeah, but the original book is, is always, basically, it's all about how you don't necessarily need to work harder in life to get better results. Just by concentrating on the areas there, you see the most, the best results. And you can apply that, in business, you can apply that to your customer base. So this 80-20 split shows that in most businesses, 80% of uh, the value you get in your business, or the profits that you get in your business, come from only about 20% of your customer base. But the 80-20 rule applies right across your business, Will. You know, um, 80% of your headaches staff, come from 20% of your customers. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's the whole thing. 80% of the sales come from 20% of the salespeople and so on. And uh, if, when you know... It's amazing how that principle works out roughly and when you look at it. I've seen businesses transformed by, by cutting out customers and only concentrating on the 20%, 20% of the customers. 20%, absolutely. Freeing up 80% of their time and spending more time getting more of the 20% of customers. Now, hold on, Will. There'll be somebody just now has just gone, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy talking about? So, yeah, we actually have seen that. And, uh, yeah, it's an amazing thing to behold. Yeah, you have to do that in the right way. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're not advocating <laughs> that, by the way. Don't just chuck out customers. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Next, next up is Duct Tape Marketing by yeah. John Jantz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, you're a duct tape marketing consultant. Absolutely. So Proud of it, too. You are um, someone that has, uh, has, has studied John Jantz and his teachings more than most. Absolutely. Well, um, this is one of those marketing books that we feel we should be talking about in here because it's about the new way of marketing. It's about yeah. everything that we talk about in terms of digital prosperity. Your buyers have changed. We... We know that now that Apple Pay, mm-hmm. for example, let's look at Apple Pay. Yeah. Yeah. There's people that just walk around with their iPhones, don't carry money around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got just to paying be, on the phones, just yeah. paying on their phones and using car checkbooks now. When was the last time you saw a checkbook? Someone asked me yeah. to pay by check for something the other day. I, it just escaped me. I couldn't think where I had a checkbook, if I had a checkbook anymore, you know. The behaviour of how people buy from business to consumer and business to business has changed. Your marketing should adapt to that change and shift, I'm going to say, in the way people are looking for services now. Mm -hmm. And duct tape marketing really takes you through the inbound mythology Mm -hmm. that... You may not have heard of people listening to right now, but you will do in a couple of years. It will be the common way of attracting business to your business. And it's called duct tape because it's like DIY. It's like it's like simple yeah, things, yeah, yeah. practical things that, that businesses can can implement. And it's um, as a modern marketing book, it's it's an absolute. It's one of the best, isn't it? That's it's been a written in the last 10, 10 15 years. Absolutely. Next up, I love I love this book. And um, anyone that's in sales or is in um, the the business of persuasion, public yeah. speaking, whatever yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah. This book's called Influence, and it's by Robert Cialdini, 
who is a US um, professor, professor of psychology. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all about techniques that work to influence and persuade people. Yeah. Well, techniques is techniques is that fair? Well, I don't, I don't want people to think that all of a sudden that uh, it's a book about how you trick people. Well, I think, I think it is. is techniques the right is, word? Yeah, I, I do. Um, so what? What? Um, you know what people think about salespeople? Yeah, but and, and uh, it's confirmed in this book. <laughs> all the things that you know, you think people are slimy and trying to cheat you out of money or whatever. I think um, the key it's sorry, in influence. What? I think the key's in the word psychology. Yes. The way that we go about buying things, yeah, is emotional. Yeah. Yeah. We make emotional and it's, and it's decisions often all the time. It's unconscious Absolutely. decisions you're making yeah. rather than the rational brain which you think is making. Absolutely. And what the book really talks about is how you tap into that emotional intelligence. Now, as long as you're ethical, honest, yeah, and you've got the best um, will and faith yep. to deliver for your clients, understanding how they're emotionally going to make a decision yes. is a great thing. Yeah? I, I think that uh, what Cialdoni does is he's, te- he's basically saying, these techniques work uh, yeah. for the following reason, Correct. and you can either use it to make these things work and, and make yourselves... You would encourage you to do that ethically. Correct. <laughs> but Correct. also, yeah. when you understand that that technique works, you can see it when people are using it with you. Correct. And you can be more educated yeah, consumer yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, number eight. This is this is a must for all managers. Anyone, if you're presumably if you're employing staff, you know, or a are a manager within a business, the one minute manager by Ken Blanchard and Spencer Johnson. Yeah. Is. Um, Brilliant. It's, it's it's quick. It's short. It's easy to read, and it's it's so simple and easy to apply. And it's it's a brilliant book, isn't it? Yeah, the, you know, and it's not just that they've done a one minute series, one minute mm. sales, etc., etc., etc. Now, but to get back to the one minute manager for anybody who, with all the books that we we've, we've talked about, if you want to start somewhere, start here. It's a mm. small book. Not a lot of pages, but so insightful. And if you've been running a team or managing a group of people from within your business, as soon as you pick up that book, you're going to get it. Because, mm. because now, one of the things that I find amazing is that actually um, there's not that many good managers out there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that's not because they're not good managers it's because they haven't had the education to become good managers good leaders so this is a good way to start but i would add to that one minute monkey just as a caveat yeah Yeah. one minute manager meets the monkey because once you've read that the the and that philosophy works because just to say very quickly yeah you don't want to be carrying too many people on your back when you're managing fantastic well there you have it this we got eight eight different topics there eight different books um Like if, if there's any others you want to add, contribute, um, you can get in touch at podcast at jdrgroup.co.uk. Love to hear your feedback if any of those have been useful for you, helpful for you. Um, and if there are any books that you've read that you'd like to recommend as well. Otherwise, Dave, thank you for your no, thank you, Will. insight as ever. Well, I think we should do this one again with, with a few more more um, up-to-date books because I think that would be helpful. Yeah, so these are these are classics. We can yeah, do another we one feel on, these on, are classics. On the, the kind of the latest marketing techniques, etc. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks for listening, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Okay.